How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Weekend Variety Show for Sunday, October the 17th. Hello, folks. Hope you're doing extraordinarily well. And uh, yesterday, I told you about a game I played called Super Auto Pets. Today, I want to tell you about a game I played called Rogue Lords. Now, Rogue Lords is a super interesting game. If you are at all interested in roguelikes or deck builders or anything of that nature, I would definitely encourage you to check this game out. And once again, this isn't a huge game. It is from an indie team, although published by Nason, so at least some kind of notoriety. But I thought, what the heck, I should at least tell you what it's all about. So, as I said, this is a roguelike, and it's almost a deck builder, though it's not quite. It's not a card battler. But it would be very familiar to people who have played deck builders like Slay the Spire. Uh, much of the game is procedurally generated. There are these branching paths that you need to follow to a certain end. And very similar to Slay the Spire, it is played out where on your turn you are seeing what the enemy is going to do next, and so you have to respond to that intent of the enemy. Instead of cards, you use skills, and each of your characters has a selection of skills that are acquired and lost over the course of a run. You're given a certain amount of mana, and then you have to spend that mana across all of the skills that you have available to you. Okay, so what does the game do well? Well, first of all, if you ever look at any gameplay for it, you're going to absolutely love the concept and the aesthetic. The whole idea is that you actually are the devil, and you are taking some of the devil's favorite minions and trying to corrupt the world. So some of the starting characters include Dracula, Bloody Mary, the Headless Horseman, Frankenstein will come up at some point. So that's super cool. And then the other thing that you'll probably note is that the game has some absolutely tremendous art direction. It's a stunning game. I think that, again, I'll bring up Slay the Spire here. Sometimes you see games like that and they kind of have an ugly first glance. Don't get me wrong, Slay the Spire has some tremendous art, but the first time I watched some somebody play that game, I was like, not super impressed, right? But Rogue Lords, it is, it is a very visually polished game. And it also has some tremendous animations as well. You know, they use 3D characters and every single skill I think has its own unique animation. It's incredibly satisfying to uh, to watch. There's also some things that this game does that are very unique compared to other games in the genre. And I don't know if these are necessarily good or bad. It might depend on your preferences. But for one thing, each run in this game is actually quite long. It could take you five to six hours to complete a run of Rogue Lords, so it's intended to be played over multiple sessions. And so this can be very interesting, because it means that your run can change very dramatically over the course of its existence, and you can really start to see long-term cause and effect, which I think is not something you always get with this type of game. On the other hand, if you lose after your four hours into the run... You might be a little disappointed with that, and you might have to restart the uh, story bit that you're on. That's not super terrible, because it is a roguelike, it's meant to be replayed, but I think the longer investment that you put into something like this uh, for you to lose it, it can make it harder to play. The other unique mechanic of this game is that at any point, you can pretty much influence anything in the game by spending your health points. They call it the Devil's Power. So if you're in an encounter, and you literally just want to take the enemy's HP bar to zero, you can do it. It's just going to cost some of your own health. Or maybe you're doing an in-game event where you want to guarantee success. You can do that, again, but you'll have to lose health. And ultimately, if you run out of health, then you're going to lose your run. So you have to be very selective about it. But 
that's definitely another very unique thing about the game is at any point you can just choose to win basically and it's about how do you use that most effectively okay so what are some of the negatives of the game Uh, i would say that the one that stands out the most is that the game does not explain its mechanics very well there's actually a lot of moving parts in rogue lords lots of buffs and debuffs and things that will affect the way that the current fight is going to happen, etc. And the tutorial only kind of goes over these things somewhat briefly. I missed a lot of things, and and oftentimes things happened in the game, and I didn't understand why it happened. It was a lot of trial by fire, and, and, you know, it's not the end of the world, but could be improved upon. I would say that the other downside is that progression is pretty slow. I've put about 12 hours into the game, and I've only unlocked a few things at this point, which is great if you have patience, but... Not a lot of people do. Uh, And the only other thing I'll mention here is I've read some of the Steam reviews, and it seems like the farther that people get into the game, apparently it gets a little bit more unbalanced. I've put a a good chunk of time, like, the game has already been worth the money for me, but I'll be interested to see if the later chapters are quote-unquote unfair in the way that they are claiming it to be. Just worth keeping in mind. Anyway, once again, Rogue Lords on Steam. It's about $20 American. I would recommend it, especially at its price point, and if you like these types of games. Okay, that's all for me today, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. Back with a news update tomorrow. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It is the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, folks, how you doing? Hey, so, uh, you know what I'm doing right now is... I've talked a few times before about how I use a universal PC games launcher called GOG Galaxy 2.0. And it's a great launcher. I've, I've, you know, got very few problems with it. But I found recently that it is still kind of in beta. And very often my integrations with the various storefronts just kept getting disconnecting. And so it was like a constant battle of having to keep it up to date. And it was just getting very annoying. And so I decided that I was going to go and check out something called Play Night. Now, Play Night is like the, I guess, indie version of GOG Galaxy, if you will. It existed before GOG Galaxy. It's been around for actually quite a long time, trying to accomplish this idea of a universal game launcher. And so much of my time today was actually going through and setting it up because it's not, it's not as simple as GOG Galaxy. GOG Galaxy is all laid out You don't get a whole lot of customization options, and it's just kind of there. Whereas with Play Night, there is a lot of setup. A lot of setup. You gotta make sure all your integrations are working. If you want any add-ons or extensions, you know, that's what's so great about Play Night is that it is so incredibly customizable that you can bend it to your will. And so I spent a lot of my time today just making sure all of it was gonna work the way I wanted it to. And it turns out it's gonna be able to essentially do what I want it to do, or what I wanted GOG Galaxy to do. Or, okay, let me rephrase. GOG Galaxy was doing something I wanted it to do, but Play Night, in the past, I found too difficult to work with. But there's been a lot of updates to it since the last time I tried it, like, six years ago or something like that. And it's working quite well now, so it is now going to achieve the same use case of, uh, of the GOG Galaxy that I am, I am wanting, so. Anyway, that's not done yet, but I might talk about it again in the future. It's actually very interesting because GOG Ga- like th- this uh, Play Night has a lot more data than GOG Galaxy ever did. It seems like Play Night just pulls in as much information as they can, whereas GOG was very selective. And so I'm seeing a lot of games in here that are like, I played it, the last time I played it was 
10 years ago, eight years ago on my 360, and it knows that I played it. And it's telling me, hey, you played this and you didn't get any of the achievements. You know, you suck kind of a thing. It's actually really interesting. So I don't know. We'll see if I stick with it. You know, I always go through these phases of, oh, I'm going to be really on top of tracking all of my statistics and every time that I play a game, like I used to have uh, backlogged.com, which is a tremendous site. And I would use that as like my gaming journal. And, and I still do whenever I complete a game. But I used to use it as every time I played a game, every time I abandoned a game, just because it was fun. I like to look at that stuff. And I just go through waves where I'm like, oh, I really don't feel like doing this right now. And then I feel that way for months. And all of a sudden I lose all this data. But then I get this burst of like, oh, I really want all of the data. I want to see it. It looks so cool. And then I regret going through that phase of not wanting to do it. So I really need to figure out a system in which I can geek out in those moments, but then it's also passively doing the work for me when I don't feel like doing it, you know? There was also something that I discovered through Play Night called RetroAchievements.com and, or sorry, .org. And oh my goodness, this is exactly what I was looking for in like 2012 or 2015 or something. I don't know. I don't know how long it's been around, but it's basically a community that came together to make achievements for retro games. Like, oh my god, it's incredible. (laughs) So people will, like, emulate a bunch of old games, and then they actually have achievements to go with it. That's wild. I love it. So I might be taking a look at that soon as well, because I've, I've always been interested in going back and playing some retro games, and just getting achievements for it would be pretty top notch, I'm not gonna lie. Even if they're not official. Anyway, uh, I'm out of time. Thanks, folks, for, for tuning in. Hope you're well. And I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Farewell.